0: And welcome to April 4th, hmm. April 4th, a day that a lot of people are saying, oh, history's being made today. Well, history's made every day. Yes. Before uh, Donald Trump's indicted, I'm recording this podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about it because it is, in fact, one for the record books. The persecution, political persecution of a former president by the current administration is stunning, to say the least. But let's not forget that April 4th is also a day that America has other history that needs to be remembered. There are several events from our past that must be remembered on this day. April 4th, 1812, the territory of Orleans changed its name. It transitioned into the state of Louisiana, 18th state in the Union. 1841, President William Henry Harrison is the first president to die in office. Not exactly a great piece of history. He lasted 32 days after being sworn in. Some say because he he walked the inaugural route without a coat and got sick and died. Terrible thing. A great thing happened on this day in 1932 Professor C. Glenn King at the University of Pennsylvania isolated vitamin C, which if you're not a fan of vitamin C, you need to be. It's very good for you. We'll talk to uh, Dr. Roizen about it next time he's in here. I think he'll be here in a couple of days, and we'll consider that. Uh, Also on this date in 1974, Hank Aaron, hammering Hank Aaron, tied Babe Ruth's home run record and then went on to pass it. Hank Aaron, just a remarkable baseball player. And uh, non-steroidal, you know, for those of you who love the steroid era, not a big fan of that. Big fan of people who aren't juiced and can still hit a baseball out of the park. And then one of the one of the more tragic moments in American history, in 1968, on April 4th, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee. And I know, as a young man, I think I was um, not 11 at that time I was 10 years old and I remember it like it was yesterday I remember how many people were crying and were upset because America and Dr. King were moving to a new place of harmony and this was a violent end to all the momentum that Dr. King had created. So on the state, remember Dr. King he wasn't a perfect man but he had a great idea about equality he had a great idea about america fulfilling its promise he talked about how we should get past the color of our skin and talk about the content of our character that's what it's all about so today when uh, when it's all about politics in america as donald trump is going to be leaving trump tower and going downtown to the courthouse, where I had planned on being at the courthouse today, but New York City is becoming some sort of a a Stalinist state where the streets are locked down for blocks around the courthouse because this uh, persecution of a former president has to happen. And New York City is going to pay an estimated $10 million in additional costs because of this. Ten million dollars in police overtime, additional costs to create the frozen zones, etc. Hmm. Doesn't seem right. And yesterday there was a a, a devil person, an anti-Trump protester dressed as a devil outside Trump Tower. And uh, even this person, who doesn't like Donald Trump, admits that this is not a good idea that New York's already a mess. So why are you doing this? Hat tip to Benny Johnson, at Benny Johnson on Twitter for this video. Marty,
1: do you think that this is a good uh, utilization of public resources? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, really? You know, New Yorkers, you talk to regular New Yorkers and people can't live anymore. It's really difficult. The rents are skyrocketing. Uh the landlord lobby, uh the big real estate lobby is I heard that crime is a big issue here too and a lot of people are upset with Alvin Bragg for instead of you know Persecuting criminals coming after Trump. What are your thoughts on that as a protest? Well, I still think, I mean, I think it's important. I still think that, you know, somebody who is running as a president, I mean, I still think like those issues that we should hold, you know, elected officials accountable and people who run for office.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, now do Joe Biden and the Biden crime family. But it's amazing to see that people who are anti-Trump are actually out in the street going, you know, New York's a mess and we should be dealing with what's going on in New York. They're absolutely right. But while the mainstream media and so many people are obsessing about this, it's a two hour event. Donald Trump will show up, he'll, he'll read the indictment with his attorneys if he hasn't read it already. He will then be photographed probably, mugshot probably, fingerprinted definitely, and then arraigned in front of a judge. But no other business can happen in that courthouse today until after the arraignment. So the entire persecution of Donald Trump has paralyzed the court system in New York today. And this is just the beginning. This is the very start of this. And meanwhile, as I said, there's a whole lot going on around the world. Here in America, you have a major election happening in uh, Wisconsin for a Supreme Court justice that will decide the future of the state of Wisconsin. Will it stay a red state, even though it has some progressive strongholds in it? Or will the Democrats take over the Supreme Court and all of the progress that was made by conservatives over the past decade be washed away? We shall know tomorrow. And in Chicago, the runoff for the mayor is gonna happen. They finally are getting rid of that idiot Lori Lightfoot but they're still going to have a Democrat because Chicago just has the numbers. It's just how liberal a Democrat will you have? Well, I think Chicago's getting fed up beyond anyone's understanding uh, with the crime in the city. And maybe they'll elect somebody who will be a strong force against the wave of crime that's been unprosecuted in that city. And then we have what's happening around the world. They said the Saudis are squeezing us. The Saudis have cut production on oil, and they've told the rest of OPEC Plus they need to do the same, which already has gas prices up over $3.50 a gallon already. And, you know, we could just pump more oil, couldn't we? No, Joe Biden won't let that happen. He's even talking about tapping into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve even more. So drain our rainy day supplies when we have plenty underground that we could be just pumping away right now. It's madness what these people are doing. And China is buying a lot of oil from the Saudis and they're using U.S. dollars, or at least they were. The transactions were in dollars and now what we're hearing is that China and the Saudis have made a deal. The Saudis are going to to accept the Chinese yuan, which is a manipulated currency. And India and Kenya are also getting ready to de-dollarize. So what the heck, people? Why aren't we paying attention to what's going on? De-dollarizing, taking the dollar away from the reserve currency status in trades around the world will make a lot of our money worth a lot less. We'll get some more details on that later in the week. Also going on today, getting almost no attention is Speaker McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy going to meet with the president of Taiwan. And China has called this a provocation. The president of Taiwan is in America and Taiwan is the the nation that leads the world in computer chip manufacturing, kind of important to us. Uh, that's one of the reasons why China wants to take Taiwan. So Kevin McCarthy's got that happening, and the media is busy showing us pictures of Trump Tower and this procedural event that really isn't going to matter that much to our lives in the immediate future. We also have the updates on the China spy balloons, the one that we shot down. And that story continues to grow as we're being told, well, it was broadcasting data it was gathering in real time back home to Beijing. And the Pentagon saying, well, we're still kind of looking at it, so we don't really know. Seriously? Honestly? And additionally, we have the border problem, which is ongoing. And we have fentanyl, which is tied to the border. You have the Biden crime family that... Uh, Congressman James Comer has now said he's got he's got access. He has records and that the Biden family should be worried. The Biden crime family should be very worried. Are they? I I don't know. I, I really don't know. But they apparently should be worried based on what was said on Fox television by James Comer. Uh, Comer saying that uh, this should be uh, very concerning to the Biden family. And I hope it is. I really hope it is. I hope we see the records. I hope we, we understand all of the, all the implications and they're, they're not hidden from us. They're not uh, squirreled away, if you will. That's the only way we're going to get the answers if everything goes public. But I don't know if they will be, if they'll be allowed to go that way. Instead, we're focused on Donald Trump being arraigned today. That's all this is about. And then later today, Mr. Trump is going to speak to the country when he gets back home to Mar-a-Lago. You know, the ladies of the View are all excited. As I said on Twitter, there's going to be a lot of damp chairs at the View table today. Joy Behar could not contain herself on Friday, she was out of her mind. The twice impeached,
1: twice I can't even speak. Twice impeached. The twice impeached, one term, once indicted, but who's counting? <laughs> Former president is reportedly facing more than 30, count them, criminal charges. So, how do we feel about this unprecedented moment in American history? I called it. Did you? We feel good.
0: They all want credit. They all want credit. Sonny Hostin, joy Oh, I called in. Uh, joy Behar in the uh, lead seat on Fridays because Whoopi apparently gets Fridays off. But I guarantee you today it will replay any craziness that comes out tomorrow because there's bound to be additional craziness from these harpies. Absolutely bound to have more insanity. Meanwhile, Joe Biden's flying around the country talking about his... Uh, His ironically named Inflation Reduction Act, which isn't going to reduce inflation. And as the gas prices go up, we're going to continue to see prices on everything go up because gasoline and diesel are needed to transport goods all around this country. Oh, and wait till you get the cost of your airplane ticket, if you're even able to afford it. Joe Biden's traveling the country telling everybody what a great job he's doing. And he's also put off announcing his candidacy, his 2024 run. Remember Thanksgiving, we were told, well, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, he's going to decide. Then after the first of the year, we were told, oh, he's probably going to tell us just before or just after the State of the Union. Then we were told after the State of the Union and now the State of the Union is gone. It's over. It's done and nothing why is he waiting why is he holding off because he can travel around the country making these appearances which are ultimately campaign appearances Joe Biden telling us he's doing a great job even though he's not and he doesn't have to pay a dime doesn't cost him a a penny at all just amazing absolutely amazing all right. Uh, when it comes to the uh, the Donald Trump situation, what's happening today, uh, I, I will get you uh, our friend Wendy Patrick in here and we'll talk about it. I spent some time talking to Wendy last night, so she'll give us a perspective on uh, what to expect or what Donald Trump will be experiencing because there won't be any cameras covering it live in the courthouse. No, that would be too good of an opportunity for Mr. Trump to point out. What a kangaroo court! What a crazy persecution this is! Yeah, we'll get Wendy in here next on the Piero Pelka podcast. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our constitution does not become the next president again, huh? Sounds like uh, persecution to me. Sounds like using all the levers of government to prevent a legitimate candidate from running and, you know, find a crime somewhere. Jeez, Joe. It's Michael Pelka. It is the Pure Opelka podcast on Trump Indictment Day. Celebrate. No, don't celebrate. This is not good for us especially since this this small matter is taking a lot of attention away from really important issues in our country. Issues we should be paying more attention to, but we're not because we're being distracted. Our friend Wendy Patrick, who's an attorney and author of Public Speaker, talked to me last night. Let's find out what Wendy had to say about the next steps or what Donald Trump's going to be going through today. I don't know what happens in this situation, because I've never been indicted, thank you, Jesus, and I hope never to be indicted, and I hear that a ham sandwich can be indicted, though, that's the old axiom. But the person who does know and can explain it to us and help me get through it is my friend, Wendy Patrick. She's an author, attorney, a a prosecutor, and a musician, and just an all-around renaissance woman. And she's joining us here. Hello, my friend. Hi, Mike. It's always a pleasure to join you. Well, your brain is so fabulous, and you're so fast. (laughs) I, I feel like I keep trying to get ahead of you, but I never can. And, Wendy, I was planning on being in new york tomorrow but if the um if the nypd and the city are going to make the courthouse a frozen zone blocked off for uh several blocks in in lower manhattan there's no sense in me going Uh, do you have any information is there news on whether or not they're gonna make that kind of a frozen zone and nobody can get in or out but donald trump you know, I heard the same thing. I heard it's going to be a fortress,
1: and, you know, I did, there will be a walk. It won't be the classic salacious perp walk in the street. There will be maybe one street walk, and, and there there will be a hallway walk afterwards. But then he's going to go, at least this is the plan, back to the DA's office to a waiting motorcade to fly back to Florida to then give a speech from Mar-a-Lago. You have a better chance of televising and reporting there than you would in New York, because, as you mentioned— Security is absolute at its highest. Remember, even when Donald Trump himself leaked this story and announced game day, which, of course, came and went for two Tuesdays ago. Remember, even then, all the NYPD officers had to come in uniform. Everybody was mobilized. They were ready. They were coordinated. The resources were there. So, too, will be the case tomorrow. So, Mike, I think you're you're wise to spare yourself a train ticket. I don't think you'd get anywhere near the action.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry because the last time he made that walk up the stairs in 2016, I was there in the, uh, press, uh, gauntlet and I got elbowed by a very rude guy from, uh, AFP. I almost had a <laughs> broken rib, but different story, different day. So he did work the crowd and you said there may be an opportunity for a, a small walk in. Do you think Donald Trump will pull up to the front or is there some kind of secret entrance?
1: Well, um, both. I think there, there is a secret entrance, but I also think he might choose to pull up to the front. Now, will his secret service allow him? probably not. They are not on board with Donald Trump making this into a spectacle. They have coordinated already, probably a long time ago, with New York authorities to make sure this is a low-key affair. It's a negotiated surrender. There is not planned to be a mugshot. There will be no handcuffing. So none of the pomp and circumstance that would surround a usual arraignment. Uh, because remember, I mean, these are business fraud charges. This isn't a murder case. This isn't the kind of case that necessarily necessarily would involve this kind of security to begin with it's a very unique scenario but i think people that travel there thinking they're going to capture some you know just amazing footage that's going to go viral are kidding themselves and i think most people are doing what you're doing is rethinking their plans and maybe just watching it on television and then reporting afterwards
0: so wendy you mentioned in there that there won't be a mugshot um i thought they have to take a mugshot but they new york doesn't typically release them
1: Well, that's true, and the reason that some have speculated there won't be one is how are you going to make that not leak? I mean, Donald Trump would probably leak it. There, there are just And then campaign on it. Remember, he's been yeah. lashing out and cashing in on this indictment, raising almost $5 million already. So there's a lot to be said for, you know, the judge really wants to oversee these proceedings, as does law enforcement, in a fashion that's not only by the book, but also designed to downplay, in a sense, what could happen here. People are worried about his supporters. They're worried about Donald Trump's own safety. They're worried about the safety of the DA, the judge, all the players in the game. So anything they can do that's unnecessary, like a mugshot, like somebody doesn't know who he is, anything they can do that's unnecessary and might reduce the amount of publicity, I think they're going to do it.
0: See, I think that if they choose not to take a mugshot, it's to deny him the fundraising, because I believe Donald Trump would sell him for easily a (laughs) thousand bucks an autograph. And and yes, that's, that's, just, right. that's just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching all day long. He is being described by those around him right
1: now as defiant and focused. Think about that combination of traits and how that might characterize the court appearance. Now, it's going to be very quick. He's going to plead not guilty, and then court dates are going to be set. Remember, his lawyers are going to fight this procedurally, factually, politically, and even practically by arguing ultimately when we get to the merits that this payment um, was not to, as a campaign violation, it was to to try to hide it from Melania. Of course, it leaked everywhere, just like Karen McDougall's story did. But nonetheless, before we even get to the merits, the court appearance, the the big reveal is probably going to be anticlimactic. I know you owe me like a bunch of Cokes anyway, but that's my new prediction is I don't think it's going to be so sensational. Nobody ever guessed. We can guess through the witnesses that testified what this case is about. So I can't imagine we're going to be totally surprised at the nature of the charges.
0: Well, now, CNN last week started saying that they have an inside source that says 34 total charges which would would lead my mind to think oh my god there's a bunch of other uh charges against him uh could could those be just ancillary attached uh, tiny charges Right. It could be like that
1: maybe the payment was made in 35 installments. And and that's what we do typically is, you know, you have to prove each one. And sometimes you choose to just charge one and then it's a you use a date range, right, from, you know, X date on 2015 to January 2016 or whatever it would be in this case. Sometimes, by nature of the charges, it's easier. It's easier for a jury to follow if you do it all individually. And it sounds like in this case they chose the latter. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, 35 separate different acts of misconduct. Now, Mike, I'll be the first one to say that in almost 30 years as a trial lawyer, I'm always surprised. So I, I, I've left that option open for tomorrow as well. But we know the identity of most of the witnesses that have testified. So if there's some absolutely novel charge that takes everyone for a spin, I mean, it'll be a great news cycle tomorrow. But I think for the most part, what we've learned is these are business fraud charges, which in and of themselves wouldn't be salace- salacious or sensational at all be boring were it not for the defendant
0: yeah donald trump certainly brings a complete different dimension to all of these proceedings statement of the year (laughs) thank you now wendy i made a suggestion earlier you could tell me whether or not this is a good idea or better idea or maybe it would cause the judge to take some action let's say donald trump pulls up in front of the manhattan courthouse building there in lower manhattan and he gets out of his limousine and he stopped on the way down at one of Manhattan's fabulous magic stores and he picked up a, fair, a pair of like stage handcuffs and he comes out and he's cuffed with his, his arms cuffed in front of him. And he stands up as the crowd cheers him and he, and, and he raises his arms over his head and he snaps the handcuffs off in a defiant move. Do you think the judge would look um, uh, uh, askance at a move like that? I don't think the judge would look
1: askance at anything Donald Trump would do. I do think Secret Service would prevent that kind of antic to begin with. But I don't think this judge is going to be surprised. Remember, he's the judge that presided over the corporation. So he's familiar with Donald Trump and his corporation and his agency and and everything else. So I don't think much would surprise this judge. The challenge he's going to face is to make sure that none of Donald Trump's antics detract from the focus and the integrity he has to bring to evaluating these charges, so too with the jury pool if it gets that far. Nothing Donald Trump does or says in public life they're going to have to make very clear can come into their deliberation and color their deliberation, because he's, he's complaining he can't get a fair jury in New York, and most people think that's true, so that'll be one of the many motions his lawyers no doubt file right at the get-go is, do we move this trial out of New York? But Mike, I think they could move it to the moon, and you wouldn't get a jury pool that doesn't know about this case. <laughs>
0: That, that's a good point although they'd all be americans because we're the only ones who've been there uh um, no we're, we're in a, we're partnered with russia and we're racing china so that was actually the headline news this morning so <laughs> that's, that's not true. even true anymore <laughs> uh wendy the speaking of the judge does the judge who will be presiding over the case have the decision-making power to tell donald trump he cannot speak about it can he impose the gag order
1: Well, normally judges don't jump right to gag orders. Um, They they wait for that to be a last resort. So it's kind of a yes and no. You know, there's many cases where the parties are gagged, but it's unlikely that that would be the first order right out of the gate. Now, you mentioned the, the stunt with the handcuffs. If there were to be some absolutely obnoxious stunt that took place before the arraignment or even shortly after the arraignment, well, then that might be something on the table. But I would be surprised right now. But again, considering the litigant. I don't want to completely rule out anything, particularly if the judge would ever agree that it might have some negative impact on impaneling a fair jury. That's what, believe it or not, both sides are invested in, is making sure the trial is fair.
0: Yeah, I I know Donald Trump and, and most of us believe that there can't be a fair trial if it's a jury trial. Does Donald Trump get to choose whether it's a judge or a jury trial?
1: Yeah, I mean, they, he can waive jury, but I don't know why he would, because he, what, what has he been saying? Unless he got unless he got a judge he liked, but I don't think that's possible because, remember, anybody that is not going to be ruling in his favor by letting this case go forward is not going to be a favorable judge of the facts. That would be his argument and his lawyer's argument. They would have a much better chance at getting a hung jury would be what they would be banking on, rather than leaving the decision-making just up to one person. Remember, a grand jury might, those 23... Um, men and women that sat that they only needed a majority to indict to convict they'll need to be unanimous
0: will we find will we find out how many voted to indict is that something we can know after tomorrow
1: it's all, it's all sealed and it's all secret. I would be surprised. However, I do have to say that the criminal justice system in general is moving towards transparency, more so every year. So there are cases that are going through the system now that 20 years ago when I was practicing would never have released that kind of information. Well, what was the actual breakdown? Nowadays, I don't ever want to guess that in the name of transparency, there wouldn't be some sort of stipulation, but I do know we haven't heard anything about that in this case as of yet
0: Hmm. all right Wendy just a couple of real quick ones Um, if you were um, if you were looking at this and saying what's going to happen next after a the uh, the arraignment and the fingerprinting and surrendering the next thing that the Trump legal team would be doing is it to request a a dismissal based on something like the statute of limitations or to file for a change of venue
1: they're going to set a motion briefing schedule. So there'll be status hearings that it will be set. And that'll give both sides an opportunity to brief and file and prepare to argue exactly those motions uh, procedurally. If it is true that this is a charge that mixes a state and federal case, that'll be one of the motions. Um, statute of limitations would be another one. Change of venue. All of that will start to be prepared. And then those motions will be calendared and they will be heard down the line. Because I think I've told you this before and you know because you always say you went to the judge judy school of law these things take time to write and even longer to argue so i wouldn't expect anything to happen quickly i even think the, the only thing that's going to happen quickly is the arraignment he's going to be in and out and back on his plane to mar-a-lago getting ready for a speech
0: yeah the speech tomorrow night after all of this so wendy what happens uh first Will we get the first Republican primary or will Donald Trump have a court appearance on this case? (laughs) Well, I'm going to say both because, remember, this
1: case is going to stretch beyond the election because even if it were to be there were to be a a, a trial and a conviction, then the appeals process is going to start. So this case will be, if it's not dismissed early, tied up in litigation all the way through potentially his second term. Mike, I have long questioned whether or not some jurisdictions, including New York, might want to charge him while they can, because, you know, you can't bring charges against the sitting president and if he's likely to be reelected. Now, obviously, the statute of limitations is at play here in New York. But think about that. OK, there's other jurisdictions eyeing charges. If not now, when if they're ready, if those cases are ready and if they don't file them before he gets reelected, if he does, well, then they're stuck for another four years.
0: it's interesting because a new CNN poll released today showed that over 60 percent of New Yorkers believed that this was politically motivated. I know I read that different different uh, numbers all around. So even New Yorkers where uh, liberals outnumber conservatives eight to one. It's a really lopsided, there is no fair and balance in New York. Even those jaded New Yorkers believe this is politics at play and not necessarily... Oh the law at play uh wendy patrick i cannot thank you enough it's so much information i almost i I don't have room in my aging brain to keep it all in there uh if you follow wendy she's on twitter uh, at wendy patrick phd at wendy patrick phd you'll see what she's up to she also writes great stuff in psychology today and wherever i am on the radio She's helping me get finally get my J D from the uh Judge Judy School of Law, which it's taken me twenty five years, Wendy. I'm almost there. That's okay. It's a marathon, no sprint. <laughs> it is a marathon. And I'm hoping to get to the finish line. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Mike.